Welcome to Adults Only Comedy Berlin. Today we have Marta Palais. Woohoo! It's me. I'm here. <laughs> you need people now to get used to my English and my accent before you uh, want to continue. This yes is going to be this way. Yes. Yes. It's a great <laughs> accent. You're pretty much the accent that I, I I copy. No, I don't actively copy your accent, but like when I do a Russian accent, I think your voice is kind of the one that I do. Yeah, you know that actually I can go even more harder with my accent. So this version that I'm talking, it's an easy one. And now I'm like going to be like, you probably speak. No, uh, yes. The thing is that I didn't learn English in Russia, you know. I learned English when I was traveling in, around, around the world. So with uh -huh. other people who don't know English, you know, so that my English is not good because of that. Your English is like third hand English. So it was like someone else who learns it as a second language yeah, speaker yeah, yeah. and then you got a third yeah nice that's that's the most interesting english i think yeah and the uh, the, the best thing uh, for me was always because british people always compliment me with my english and it was like but it's so cool that this is your second language and you do it so uh, great and they always correct uh, people from a u.s Ah, okay, yeah. I think it's just inherent, like, race, racism. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, like, every, I think, well, you know, there's a, I grew up in a very anti-American household. Uh, my mum, because we were like, from New Zealand, but then we moved to Australia. Um, and New Zealand is a little bit more, we could argue they're a little bit more British in their, in some of their vibe. Whereas mm -hmm. Aussies, like, ah, you know, like, uh, they've got some kind of emotional disconnect from the Brits. Whereas New Zealand, there are still parts of the society that are quite Britishy, And um, I feel like people can come at me and disagree with that. But um, so very anti-American, very. And I think that's just like a British thing. It's like, I, I also used to hate how, like, I hated American English. Like, they just change things and they just do it. Like, they make mistakes and then they say that's correct. It's very interesting way I also like it. But uh, for me, it's more uh, comfortable to understand, to be honest, because at yeah. first I don't feel uh, lost uh, because like, I mean, if this is their own language and they do mistakes, I can do it as well. Totally. And also like as a, oh my God, such a lame, as a linguist, <laughs> like as someone that studied languages, it's like, it took me a while to get to the maturity to be like, oh, okay, they're making mistakes uh, and saying it's like actual English. It's like, well, that's kind of evolution and that's kind of how anything is going to evolve. It's like just looking for efficiency. So I don't, I don't, I'm not angry anymore with British, uh, with American English, but like that was definitely the starting point. But, you know, when, when non-natives speak English, like what I love about English is because it's so forgiving, like it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's true. And also I think I do the same now with German. Like I try to speak, doesn't matter what. Even yep. if I'm doing millions of mistakes, I don't care. And especially what I really like in a foreign language, that when you uh, say bad words, yeah. you like, you just say it. You <laughs> don't really... You don't feel it. You don't feel it. Yeah, I don't feel it. Like d d So you speak German, right? So yeah. you basically... Uh, use this uh, but German I don't know if it's allowed to tell you on your butt podcast but words but anyway uh, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. Uh, I mean shy like it's fun it's nothing for me like what is that the Dude, same the, like the shit <laughs> what is this I don't feel it but if I will say it in Russian I will really like mean it yes like, I mean and I think that's the power of doing uh, comedy in a second and a third language because it doesn't have like when I say some of my jokes in German, I can see the reactions on people, but I'm just not feeling that it's that bad because these words don't have this historical historical significance for me. Like I haven't grown up knowing that that's a 
that's a bad word, you know, and, and feeling the, the weight of it. But to be fair, I think when you do comedy, all words start, like when you do a joke again and again, the words start to, you know, the actual words themselves don't feel heavy with meaning anymore. It's like it, they become something else. Yeah, this is actually true. Always when you uh, say something from the stage uh, more than 100 times, yeah. you're like already, yeah, you know, I fucked this chick, but who cares now? Because <laughs> I do it already for, and I, I really like it because I'm doing it myself as well. Like mm -hmm. many comedians, like you have a joke which is really working very well. Yeah. So in case of the any situation, if something goes wrong, you're like, okay, I will just pick this joke and say it, right? Yep. Because you know that it works. But this joke uh, consists in it, it, it has in it like, a, yesterday I met a guy and you're like already five years. <laughs> And then I, some, when I do it sometimes, uh, I feel that I'm like lying so horribly mm -hmm. for the people. Even that I'm a, like a artist for a long time and I know that it's all fine. That you have to just pretend that it's really happened yesterday. Yeah. But it actually never happened. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't, I can't, uh, like there are little things in, in my jokes, like very little, like one, like little tags that might not be true, but mo like everything that I talk about is true. There might just be like one little tag that's like not, that makes it not true, but like, it's just a silly, easy, fun laugh. But like, yeah, I can't, I can't make up things completely, but also I don't like to use the yesterday or I don't like to timestamp things. Um, unless like, for example, in my solo cream pie curious, like I'm talking specifically about a year, mm -hmm. like 2020, 2021. And so I do timestamp that because it's within the context of a whole, like a whole story, but otherwise in like sets now nah, I'm like recently, I'll say recently or the other day, yeah, cause yeah. that could be 10 years ago. Like, yeah, that's easy. I mean, sometimes it's a uh, kind of, uh, better if you say it yesterday, because it's like just happened, like it just happened with me and or like it's yeah. today happened with me because it was just now. So it's kind of fresh. It brings people to the uh, this emotion island where they feel it with you like it just happened and imagine, oh, my God, uh, because, you know, like when it's a long story, four years ago, yeah. people like, oh, or it's like recently, like whatever, I don't know when. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's like uh, this, yeah, I mean, I understand you because it's yeah. easier and this is better for every, but uh, but sometimes for some jokes, maybe. Maybe. It's, uh, yeah. I, I'm just always like, um, I know that I'm the kind of audience member that if I hear a contradiction, it'll distract me and I won't be able to be with the joke. So if the person's talking about their relationship their boyfriend now or their husband or whatever. And then at the end they say something that contradicts that they're got a boyfriend or they've got a husband. I'm like, huh? And then I'm, I, I've sort of lost my ability to connect. So I'm just always conscious of that, that I'm like, there needs to be no like fact inconsistencies. Yeah. And yeah. I, that, cause yeah, I don't know. I think, uh, deep trust issues. <laughs> <laughs> and then also like I worked in fraud investigations so I'm like I'm always looking for contradictions or like things that don't like huh how what and uh yeah 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 comedy is very deep like you cannot just uh 
say it, you know, it's so easy. I'm just like coming up with the joke and then I'm on the stage. There is uh, some comedians uh, in Russia. I, sometimes I'm like, uh, I, I saw some interviews, like a very popular, the female comedians, because, because we have like a female comedy show. Okay. With, uh, on it, like uh, it was on, on the TV. I think it's still on the TV. And uh, they're like, the, the few of them was like, oh, you know, I'm not even like, <laughs> I don't even prepare. I just go on a stage and you know I'm just go with the flow. Everything is so easy. I'm like fuck off. But babe. you work on a TV and they want they have the writers absolutely like a, a, a male writers. I mean I'm sure that they actually write jokes themselves 100. But they have people who help them of course with this because it's a TV. You cannot go without preparation, right? Yeah. No, and like not I'm at just all. go with the flow. I'm like come on, what a flow. Full Which of flow? shit. Full of shit. That is. That's that's making. That's creating all of these uh, insecurities and blocks for anyone wanting to get into that position. Like that's not. That's just. That's so unhelpful. It's like. Yeah. Why would you minimize the work you put in? Like that's. That's just fucking bullshit. Yeah. That's yeah. But let's let's talk about um like you're from Russia. Like where in Russia are you from? I'm from Moscow. You're from Moscow. You yeah. grew up there. I grew up. Yes, I know it's it's weird. Because <laughs> it's, it's such people. a huge city, right? Like it's fucking so many people, and everyone just goes there, right? From everywhere in Russia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Russia, and not only in Russia. It's from Kazakhstan, Uzbek, mm-hmm. and from like this uh, republics and yep. uh, uh, specifically to Moscow because there is like opportunities and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was grew up there in nineties. Mm-hmm. So I was poor, like all, all my friends. And uh, <laughs> I was like, uh, if Moscow is that big, yeah, I was on, on like on the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I was like, it was like, I don't know, one and a half kilometer f- and it was already not Moscow. Okay, so, <laughs> right at the yeah, edge. I was in Moscow, but I was uh, in a ballet school and I have to go two hours from my home to ballet school two hours to get to ballet school yeah because it was like the other direction completely every day six days a week oh my god so you went full-time to ballet school or ballet school was just like an after-school activity uh it was an after-school activity Mm -hmm. but it was uh, like a professional and anyway it was like four hours or something so you have like full school hours from 8 30 to like 2 30 or something and Mm -hmm. then from 3 PM, we started ballet till the forever, and then you go back home. So it was a Jesus. That's so hardcore. Yeah. You, for how for your whole for your whole elementary was this high school or elementary school? Yeah, I, I started ballet. Actually, I started uh, this dancing classes from when I was five. But uh, professional ballet school take you only when you're ten. Okay. You cannot. You can start professionally from ten only. Because before uh, your body is not ready, your brain is not ready. Yeah, you need to uh, control your body. Already know how to control a little bit. Okay, and then they only can take you for eight years. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so and you did it for eight years. Yeah, the professional ballet school for Jesus. eight years. Okay. Did you, and you wanted to be a ball- ballerina or? At first, uh, I I did, mm-hmm. and then I said to my mom, I think I was like twelve or thirteen. I said. I want to be a clown. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and my mom, and I was I found, a, we have a school in Moscow, the circus school in Moscow. And uh, there is uh, also clowning school. And I, I wanted to be a juggler and a clown. Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, mm, uh, well, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, she said like, okay, you can do whatever you want after you turn 18. Yeah. I was like, okay. 
and then uh, I finished ballet school. I worked in a theater like uh, six months, mm -hmm. but I was working also during the school because this is a part of uh, your study and that you go on a stage with the professional artists and mm -hmm. like performance stuff. And then I was like, fuck it all. And I go and I just left and I go to clown theater mm -hmm. and I learned there how to juggle, but clowns, very hard people. Yes, I hear that. Yeah, like I was uh, I was just in Paris and um, I know a few people who have been to the famous clown school in in, in Russia? Do you mean in the city? In Paris. Ah, in Paris, yeah. I, heard, I don't remember. I don't know if it's in the Paris name? or if it's in France, like somewhere in France, but it's um, it's like the famous clowning school. And I know a couple of people. And I like, yeah, I know a few people that have gone there. And it's famous for being also like the teachers are just fucking. Like, there's one dude, he's just like such an asshole and like super, like just breaks you down. Like, like cuts, like makes you, you know, it's like, you're a fucking idiot. What are you doing? Why aren't they laughing? Do something with, you know, um, yeah, I was just talking to a comedian in, in Paris about it too. She was like, I can hear his voice in my head when I'm doing stand up. And <laughs> like, whoa, this sounds heavy. So yeah. So you're saying clown, clowns are hard people. Like, yeah, yeah. They're very hard. Uh, what do you mean by heavy. hard? Like assholes or? Uh, assholes. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's a very nice especially one. when you're, I was like 18 when I get there. So I was very, you know, I'm forced from Bali and a Bali school like a sport mm -hmm. they give you uh like you're afraid of everything and you like follow rules you just you know like they first they tell you and you already have to done it like this is the thing like yeah. before they even tell you you already do everything this is the like a part of this uh, ballet school so that was the thing what i was working like in for me like yes but now it's my life i can now finally control it yeah so i have to think if I want to do what they ask me to do or I don't mm -hmm. and I need to think what I need because sometimes I was uh, not sure if they just use me or they want to help me mm -hmm. like I mm -hmm. go to gigs with them for free and they say yeah but you learn now mm -hmm. and uh, I had this uh, is the clowning people yeah it's a clown. so, so basically they they I was uh, learned something when I was in a it was a circus place for training, like mm -hmm. here in Germany, it's also happening. And I was learned more from the circus people there because circus uh, people always want to help you. If they see you trying to do handstand, there will be already five people who will teach you how to do it mm -hmm. and will follow you till you've done it. Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. really like a friendly place, I would say. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, those guys was like, try to keep everything out from me like give me something to just say like don't talk don't talk at all and it was a one gig it was on the street mm -hmm. and uh it was like a walk around mm -hmm. and then uh like a little clown show okay and i walk around i have to do like three hours and they did like 30 minutes and i know that they wouldn't uh, pay me but i was like i want to already do juggling and i need money to buy props yeah like, and I was like, what can I do? What can I do? I was like, I will ask money. And um, it's very easy for you to start clowning for the first time, but not in your gender and go to, to be, a, I don't know, or not even a human you can be because it's difficult to be yourself, mm -hmm. who you are, mm -hmm. because you don't know who you are yet. You don't know. But when you, like, I was a clown, boy clown, Simeon. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Yeah, and I had a mustache uh -huh. because it's easier that you don't really, f you know that it's not you. 
So you can be wherever you want. You can try something. You have this, like, now I speak English. Mm -hmm. And uh, of course, I'm thinking what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. But for me, these bad words, it's easier to say than in my own language. Absolutely. And this, the the same thing. It's kind of like wearing a mask. Yes. And like a language is a mask or... um, And it was basically a mask because, you know, it was... I had a mustache and I had a white face, like a typical clown thing. So I... was going to the people i did something like i don't know i mean i was from bali i can do stuff yeah yeah. so yeah. i did something like a movement or like leg up or whatever and then i was like give me money <laughs> but i mean without any words and more in the, like you know like i never will do it in l- real life but that's weird that how can i do it like uh, and i got money and in the end i earned 150 euros well done for three hours of that stuff Fuck and yeah. uh, different people give me a different money because like they don't supposed to right yeah and when those guys saw what i did and how much i earned because it was a lot of coins and mm-hmm. i ha- i like had slow low lo- um, small pockets so some <laughs> i have to sometimes like okay i go back <laughs> to the backstage and like throw all those money to my backpack uh-huh. and like, i go back like i didn't know how much is it but it was so fucking heavy i was like I, I make money. That's I mean, amazing. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it was first time when I actually earned money as a clown. That's so cool. That's okay. So, so all right. So you, how long did you, I'm curious about the schooling, if you stayed there for like a full, a full, you know, education thing, clowning, and then it was working a, it, in it? It or? was a clown theater. So it was already mm-hmm. a group of clowns who is okay. doing this theater stuff. Okay. And I was just, I just get there and said, hi guys, I want to be a clown. Teach me. Yeah. And that's it. Okay, they, okay. And they get me. So uh, it wasn't like a, a studying. Yeah, it wasn't like a school. But okay. uh, I, I was with them like a, a year. Mm-hmm. And quite fast, I understand that they just use me and they don't want to give me anything. Yeah. And uh, they don't want to help me, you know, to grow or bring, uh, take me to their community. They'll just use me for these gigs. Yeah, yeah. To get, and to get m- my money you know, to share my money. So 100% yeah. was like this. And uh, that's shitty. I pretty, sh- yeah, I pretty fast start to do what this walk around stuff. Yeah. And I just ask money and uh, I buy my juggling props and I just start practicing. Mm-hmm. And then they just, we were already in a one little variety show in Moscow. Mm-hmm. And they said, okay, we go to England for one year for the contract. And they just say it and left in three days. And, oh, wow. Yeah, and I was in this variety with them together. Me and another guy, we were like a group. Mm-hmm. So without them, we're like, who we are? <laughs> what <laughs> we're doing in this variety? And then I got an accident uh, and I couldn't work. But I was like, okay, I can't work. As I, because I did my juggling act already there, which mm-hmm. was so bad. But, <laughs> you know, whatever. Your act was bad or it was bad working no, there? No, my, my act was horrible. Because... <laughs> I just did like I don't know a few tricks and I always drop it. I was so bad. I was, I just was young, beautiful. I can do splits yeah. and smile. It is, I think that's only what keeps me there. To, <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> yeah. And everyone make me compliments like, oh, you're so young, beautiful. I'm like, yes. Yes. Give me some money <laughs> for my juggling. <laughs> and then I got an accident. I um open the glass door and it cuts my uh, arm it's, it's here so i couldn't juggle oh, for shit. like three weeks i cannot do anything and then i was like okay I, but i can switch on and off music it's 
great, right? I can switch on and off music for the acts. And uh, so they give me this job. Okay. And it was like a um, uh, booth, like up, mm-hmm. you know, not, not on the knee, but there. Yeah. And, but and it was not uh, like uh, uh, stairs there. Okay. It was like a cage or something when you just... You had to climb you ju- up yes, to yes, the sound I, booth. I have to climb, it, uh, climb up to the sound booth, yes, with one arm. Nothing's easy in Russia. <laughs> so th- if there is any question why I left Russia, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Okay. Okay. So fuck. All right. So that's so interesting that you went from ballet to clowning. And then do you consider juggling still clowning or because I, I see that as stuff slightly different, right? Like clowning. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, juggling, it's uh, at first, the first like a clown rule. It's mm-hmm. not just you cannot like a, uh, a stand-up comedian, it's enough for you to talk, right? You can show something, but clown have supposed to know how everything works. Because then if you have ability to uh, acrobatics, mm-hmm. that's mean that physical comedy is more open for you, that you can do this, you know, funny gags when you uh, fall over, fall or, over yeah. drop something, or you like, you know. And um, there is uh, some nice clowns, um, the more not not the old ones, more like a new generation. Mm-hmm. Who is the one guy from Handstand? He did Handstand, mm-hmm. and then he did a clown act about Handstand. So everything what people possibly think, like he doesn't do it himself. For example, right, and he uh, had like a rope to his leg, which mm-hmm. actually like put him up. You know, like with this pulled him pulled up, pulled him up. Yeah, and he like stay on it, and then he stays on two arms and then on one arm and then on one finger and then just start to like go up without it <laughs> just like fly away so you know like a little funny stuff uh-huh. and it's always every every clown has skills skills yeah you need to have skills as a clown you cannot be just a clown, a clown. like a because just clowns um uh, acts it's um like a clubs that mm-hmm. you that some of the comedians do it as well mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. like uh, this side of the uh audio like this side of the house you clap first then you mm-hmm. or you do it worse than those guys it's like a classic mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and there mm-hmm. is a few like a fly you know this bzz, yeah bzz, this is very classic reprise okay and there is a few classic reprise that you not really need much but okay. if you want to go better than everyone use your skills you need some other skills whether it's acrobatics or yeah. juggling or okay yeah. so you can okay. make this world like bigger to make more jokes yeah, yeah i yeah, mean yeah it's always a structure and one idea it's like a always a little story what the clown said yeah it's fascinating i find yeah clowning super super interesting i've i've yeah when i first started comedy i was like ah and have you met filippo spreafico no i don't think so do you know no. umbilical brothers no oh, umbilical brothers yes yes yes. i'm in love with them this is oh my god it's something be- it's everything yeah it's just comedy yeah because yeah, it's yeah. also it's like a pantomime as well mm-hmm. and the sound effects mm-hmm. and it's clowning 100 percent. yeah but still it's also like they talk a bit but it's anyway it's more about i think pantomime yeah they're australian no or are they from yeah the UK? I forget. something no i think they're australian actually yeah, and actually be. they will be here in berlin in february yeah yeah i saw an advertisement i was like ah yeah I, but, yeah I would, I would like to go i always just watch them on youtube but mm-hmm. I, will, I would like for me it's 
amazing everything this details yeah and a skill again mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's all about the skills that they can do these sound effects yeah yes 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 they're very sound effect heavy aren't they yeah yeah fucking fascinating man um okay so um all right and then and then and so and then you've worked as a as a juggler as well in berlin right or as yeah a, as a, yeah i actually uh after those guys left to london uh, to just to england was not only london mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i an accident and then i was uh, changed my act completely mm-hmm. and did ballerina juggler uh-huh. with the ballet skills and everything yeah and uh, plus juggling mm-hmm. and then i start uh, hardly uh, looking for job abroad mm-hmm. and the first contract i go to philippines interesting and what yeah. did you do in Philippines? I was working in a casino in the show. It was a casino full of Filipinos. And not only, there is a lot of Americans as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was two shows a mm-hmm. day, five days a week. Mm-hmm. And the nice thing was it was just like one under uh, after another, mm-hmm. which is easier because as a circus performer, you have to warm up. Yeah. And uh, if it's a little break, you don't have to warm up twice. Yeah. So it's basically one long show for me, yeah. which is much better than two shows with long break you, you, when you have. To. And it's, it's Philippines. It's and Philippines is great. Where in the Philippines? In Manila? Or? Yeah, it was Manila. Okay. So we, we didn't uh, had this like a sea close to us, but we mm-hmm. had a uh, few more than two days. Usually we had like two days off mm-hmm. but few times we had three days off and then we go to some islands yeah oh my god I have you been Phil- there yeah my um my sister-in-law she's um from the philippines and um still got lots of family there and yeah we we I, we've gone all together my brother um her and i and like met her family and stuff and um and then my brother's brother and his kids have gone there like go there quite regularly as well so i'm a big fan of the philippines yeah. where 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 exactly um they're from um altavas or um down sort of a little bit more like calibo mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, I wasn't there i think i wasn't like Barocca. little no i wasn't on Barocca, to okay. be honest but we didn't go there because it's too too much party and yeah, you know when very party yeah like when <laughs> you are in this i mean i'm not i'm, I'm more the bar person i'm like i will sit and talk i prefer this mm-hmm. than go to the club to be honest and what what are you are you I, prepared I like, to i like a mix i um i really like that like if i want to go to a club it's because i love to dance to music and ki- like i love dancing and i love like just expressing myself with my body and not necessarily talking much mm-hmm. so i i like to go to the club when i want to have like an, a physical very personal physical um creative expression and then i also like t- talking in bars and then like because yeah like with what i do it's so like oh like like out every night performing and like at a bar and then everyone's excited like on my nights off i also really enjoy just staying at home and watching movies or like not not being social so it's a bit of a mix but yeah i do both bars and clubs depends yeah good but uh, but uh stay at home it's uh, i also like it but sometimes i'm thinking like oh my god but the life is just going somewhere there when i'm sitting at home i miss something i cannot and what when i will die before i will die that last two minutes i will think how i was sitting at home and <laughs> watch really? series. okay i'm like i'm thinking about it but still i super enjoy to be at home watch some series oh my god. And <laughs> i i don't feel like that anymore because i do feel like i do so much stuff so and because i like i really have to like f- i don't have to fight for it but i really have to like me- like plan to make sure i give myself a night off if i'm not careful i can go for three weeks without a day off 
And when I say a night off, it's still, I'll still be working during the day, like fixing my website stuff, putting up new events, doing fucking social media bullshit, you know, like, um, it's just like, it, it's really hard as you know, like being self-employed, it's like, it's so hard to have a time off. So I'm really like, I, when I have a night off and it's like, it helps to have a partner as well. Like now that I have someone that I can like have a quiet night off with, but even without, like, even though I'll have a night off by myself and it's like, I just want to be at home and I want to watch like a series that I really like. Cause I don't usually watch, you know, like I don't have that much time. So it's like, I don't, there's no FOMO anymore. Like I'm yeah, it's, it's been, it's been a long time since I've been like, maybe I should be out having, no, nah, I do that. I fucking, I, I do, I do it all. And I, I'm very like, when I get to spend time at home, it's just like this precious thing that is no regrets. Yeah, I see how you, how happy are you when you're like, I, I know, and now I'm enjoying it. Finally, it's happened. It's like, yeah. it's this precious thing. It's like, I had one night off on tour um, last week, and uh, I'd been gigging like every night, sometimes two shows a night, which is fine, but like often one of it was my own production, and then like another headlining spot or whatever. And, and that's all cool. Like, normally that's just easy, like doing sort of seven days shows every night, but it's when you're moving to a different city and you're staying on a different person's couch then you're staying on another person's couch and you've got to be conscious of like being a good guest and then I get to after Switzerland and then after Paris I get to Luxembourg and the comedy club owner's like oh yeah it's a French show tonight I, I messed up the booking so like you've got a night off and I was like really and he's like yeah yeah and like your room's upstairs you've got the ensuite it's all totally private I'm like oh. he's like do you want to help me cook I'm like would you mind if I just lock myself upstairs and like not do anything he's like no that's totally fine and I just just chilled out in bed and watched Atlanta <laughs> and ate like a packet of chips and a box of chocolate. I was just like, I was in, and I just like was in bed and then just like went to sleep at like one and just, Oh, it was so good. Um, yeah. So you can feel the joy. Yeah. Like yeah. The occasional night. I off. mean, if you, if you really want to relax a little bit, uh, you can go to the cruise ship. I mean, I'm not saying about to go to the cruise ship as a guest, go to the, uh, there, uh, to work. There are people like I, uh, I was working on this um, web series. Uh, I might still be working on it, but they don't seem to be giving me any more work at the moment. But one of the videographers took this cruise ship work. He's like, I get to be in nice climates. I work five days a week and then I get two full days off. And then I'm in some like beautiful town. Like, I, I, I don't know. Do you like I know that comedians also there are like comedian spots for, you know, cruise ships as well. Yeah, there is. I mean, I was working on cruise ship for three years. Mm -hmm. No, two and a half. Oh, wow. At first, I was in Asian cruise line. Mm -hmm. uh, it was my first cruise line. It was uh, very good. It was a lot of uh, Asian food. Oh, yeah. I mean, at first, I have to get used to it a little bit, you know? Yeah. But then, uh, perfect. And then we, um, it was a bunch of Europeans there. No, actually, it was like two Russians, me and two other guys. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was also someone from Spain, so, I mean, really international cast. And uh, in one moment, we asked for like, if we can have some internet, like a more European food. Yeah. And then we start like order. We, we just bring like a recipe, the favorite Russian stuff. And then Spanish girl, actually pasta. Italian, Italian girl was pasta, pasta, uh -huh. I want pasta. Yeah. <laughs> like, we have noodles. No, no, pasta, pasta. pasta. Please. Yeah, yeah, but it was fun. And um, uh, so there we just had theater and uh -huh. we did our show, a circle, like it's a, yeah, 
circus performance with dancers as well. Uh-huh. And it was actually erotic show uh, in the night. Oh. Yeah, uh, kind of like burlesque. But no, I won't, because burlesque, um, they hide their nipples. Yeah. But in this show, everything goes out. Interesting. Yeah, it was the same dancers uh, who did a production show with circus artists, and then circus artists was off. We didn't do any this uh, erotic things. Stuff. Erotic. <laughs> yeah, we watched once, but we were like, oh my god, okay, well. I mean, uh, of course, we z- we see each other every day in a dressing room fully naked. Yeah. It's normal. Yeah. And you help uh, guys and girls who are dancers to change yeah. the costumes. Uh, and it's okay. I mean, on a dressing room, you don't see... Uh, anything yeah. G- gender genitals whatever no because it work yeah but when they're there you know doing this oof, this sexy whatever stuff. and yeah. they like take off and or already go out with boobs free you know and make it shiny even and the guys like and you look oh my god no i don't know <laughs> <laughs> it's super in- like yeah the there's in- it's interesting how close no matter what kind of part of entertainment you're in, how close you can get to like adult entertainment. So like I did this, but like comedy and burlesque and like strip show on the, um, on like last week in Switzerland. And, uh, I'm, I don't know, like I've done a few shows like that where it's like burlesque and comedy. Um, and I'm trying to remember where else I've been exposed to that. But for me, I'm very comfortable being around women with their breasts out and like getting all dolled up and looking fucking ready for showtime. And there I am in my jeans and a t-shirt and like whatever. Yeah. yeah. But it's so like, I find it, it's so, it's so cool how close, like, I guess, yeah, like, um, with like circus arts and also stand up comedy comes to like stripping and like, like erotic, erotic entertainment. It's very... Yeah, it's a, it's a one of the, it's kind of, yeah, because like when you go to the theater, at least, I don't know, to be honest, here in Europe or in New Zealand, for example, mm-hmm. or in Australia, how mm-hmm. is it there? But in Russia, it's a big thing. And most of the people, at first, it was a rule only, like, if you go to the theater, you have to respect the place. Yep. And uh, you have to dress well. Yeah. Like, you cannot, like, uh, you better you really go in a dress, you know, the beautiful one. Yeah. And a man supposed to wear, you know, the costume. Yeah. You like respect because it's something, you know, it's not just and especially also to Bali. I mean any mm-hmm. theater. Now mm-hmm. it's maybe less, but people still do it because Absolutely. it's a big thing. You go out to the, you know, and you've maybe spent like a couple of hundred dollars or uh, you know, a hundred euro on a ticket. So it's like it's an occasion. Like the, the only time I've been to the opera I got really excited to dress up. I was like, ah. and then I saw some young people not dressed up and I was like, you're ruining it. You know, like, why wouldn't you like, it's a special respect the theater, but I think it is yeah, becoming a little bit less, but I think it's still like part of the history. Yeah. And I think it's actually makes sense because I mean, uh, I know a lot of burlesque artists and I know how much money and time they spend to make their costumes, mm-hmm. but also this show is not free. You mm-hmm. pay for the tickets uh, mm-hmm. to get in, and this is not the cheapest one. Okay, it's not the super expensive, but still, yeah. it's not the cheapest because they put a lot of effort there, you know, to this. Oh. And on many uh, burlesque shows, uh, people fan of the show, and they actually come in a costume because there is could be some, like a night of 20s, and the people go in this. I don't know if you... Soul, something uh, like that? A bit like the, the one that I went to. So comic strip in Zurich and Basel, that was the one that I did last week. The audience also gets dressed up 
And yeah. like, you know, and it's like, that's so fucking cute, man. Like, like they're excited. It's like part of the whole thing, you know? Everyone. And this is a basically part of the burlesque show. So mm-hmm. that's everyone is involved, you know? And yeah. they enjoy to see the artists. And it's not only like what they can do. That's how they can present themselves mm-hmm. and how different beauty can be mm-hmm. and a uh, drug lesk as well and a burlesque as well what you, was the other two uh drug lesk it's uh the the boys ah uh, ah yes 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 um boylesk i've heard but like yeah but like burlesque but yeah boylesque yeah and burlesque mm-hmm. everything uh is uh anyway in, in one uh, direction and it's all always beautiful Mm -hmm. and uh, someone can dance they can do some interesting dance sequences and uh, stories and i like uh, one couple who's doing like awesome and he's a she and she's a he Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so they 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 switch and this is amazing yeah just super cool i mean i when i learned uh, this when i was working first time on a burlesque show and Mm -hmm. i see everything i was like oh wow i i I don't think that I had kind of opinion about it, mm-hmm. but when I saw it first time, it's some, it's a little theater thing. Absolutely. Because circus, we try also to do some uh, idea, to put some idea in our act, to make it like a little story. about something, little yeah. story, you know, but anyway, we concentrate more on skills. Yeah. Skills, it's the main thing. Yeah. But a burlesque, it's... It's really about the story. It's really yeah. It's a there's a message. There's a yeah. There's a I I love burlesque. Like before, I'd say I saw as much burlesque as I did stand up comedy in Australia before, like before I yeah like lot many years before I even thought of trying stand up comedy. Um, but like burlesque, I was very drawn to and. Um, I think uh, actually, um, Elena Gabrielle, she's um, she's a comic here. She's mm-hmm. from Australia. I, I saw her burlesque act like back in like two thousand and eight or something, maybe two thousand and nine in Australia. If, if she was doing it then, I'm not sure. I could be wrong, but um, it was like it was so feminist and so like aggressively like feral and uh and it was so empowering and what what you can do with burlesque is very um is very inspiring and like i did um i'm not sure if you were here when i started and did it but i do a character that's like an anti-comedy character who's uh, my twin brother oh i don't think no yeah yeah. his name's his name's frank and um he uh yeah, he's my twin brother who thinks that he can do stand up because if his sister can do it, then obviously he can do it because he's a man and he's uh, he's gay and he's very um, misogynistic. So he hates women and he's very predatory with men and he's like he's a fucking asshole, basically. And so he gets up and he does jokes that are just super offensive. But he thinks he's great. So basically, you did the same what I did when I started clowning. You just create another person. Yeah. And then from this, from his side, you're like, yeah, but it's not me. I can do whatever you want. And then you just grow faster because Ex- you exactly. don't have these um, lines uh, where you, I cannot cross this line. How can yeah. I talk without, about it? Like, but he, this guy can. Exactly. Exactly. And so like the whole, the whole sort of message behind Frank is that um, there is like, it's basically here I am a woman being mis- like being predatory to men. So I'm like, I'm like hitting on men in the audience and being like really inappropriate with them. 
as a man and then I'm and then I'm being a fucking asshole to the women because they're women but it's a woman being an asshole to a woman so it's just like parody and so it's um and then like (laughs) and then and then I sort of worked in a bit of a backstory to him as well um where it's like he uh you know he's he's like very macho and very like Aussie um but it's also because he's been attacked for being gay and so like he's got this backstory of why he is so aggressive um but yeah super super fun and like seeing the burlesque last week I was just like ah it makes me inspired to do my character again because it's it's so freeing and because it's a strong message it's it feels very when people get it people fucking love it I've had people be very offended and it's like well that's because you didn't get like like without being a dick but it's like well, you're missing the, the the reason why you're offended is because like some people didn't realize I was me or didn't realize I was a woman for example yeah this is a nice thing that's mean <laughs> that you're no I mean it's cool because uh uh you 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 play that well that they didn't see you mm. said. but if we will be on a therapy I will say that you have some daddy issues <laughs> <laughs> me <laughs> yeah i mean this this old boy thing or uh whatever you you do probably i mean i'm not a i'm not a therapist so i can be wrong but but um but what do you mean by dad like me doing it i i for me it's a it's a sexism um message and uh and that there's still a lot of misogyny in the world and that a lot of it's hidden as well in the gay community like male gay community like there's a lot of misogyny in the gay male gay community and there's still a lot of misogyny everywhere so it's like being a woman playing a man doing that it's um that's that's it's just showing that message of like it's still there guys this is not crazy like this yeah happens, yeah yeah you know? this this is a good thing so yeah it's it's a nice thing you think about other people <laughs> but i mean it's all, like you said before as well that the comedy attach you all the time so it's like a 95 percent of your jokes it's true it's just five percent to make it like this funny switch yep so basically if you did this character that's mean that's kind of uh, affects you also in life so that's why i mean that issues i'm just kidding because it's a guy yeah so, you know, okay. like immediately the first thing you think aha uh-huh. uh-huh. yeah well, well also because i i play him as my tw- he's my twin brother because i had a twin oh ah, really yeah yeah but my twin um died in my mom's oh. uh, uterus so we didn't we don't know if it was a boy or a girl but uh i've all my theory has always been like when my mom told me when i was like seven i was like oh it was a boy like i was just I was just like, there's no chance it was a girl, it was a boy. And then as I've grown, like, I've always been aware that I have a bit of a masculine energy. Like, I know I'm I'm feminine and I'm a woman, um, but I've I also have, like, I've had men, a lot of men say it, not in a negative way, but just like, wow, Anna, like, you've got such strong... <laughs> dude (laughs) and i'm like "Ah!" and i'm more comfortable with it now but like in my younger years i was a bit like like my mom would always be like anna like close your legs and like i've always had like a not like she was slut shaming me but like when i sit i naturally sit with like my legs quite far apart and i like the way i hold myself like a lot of people have said and then like even I've got a joke in my um in my solo about how at the kindergarten that I worked at the children would call me daddy oh wow that's (laughs) (laughs) not because I I mean in the one way it's weird let's say (laughs) totally it freaked me out because the natural thing like when babies would say like mama mama right but these kids got older and they would accidentally call me daddy 
I'd be like, Papa. And I'd be like, Hannah's he's like, oh, Papa, Anna, Anna, Anna. And then like, uh, I had one, one of the little girls that I loved. She called me Papa by accident quite a bit. And then one day she even called me Opa, granddad. Oh. And like, she clearly had good relationships with her <laughs> granddad and her dad, but it's like, me like that's so crazy that like and that didn't happen to any of the other teachers that were all women it was just that they would and so compared to the other teachers there i had much more masculine energy than they did but um, the kids are uh, always like uh men uh, more than the you, women, I you think? think i don't know i mean it depends <laughs> but how did you behave when you when you was in a kindergarten as a, as a kid who you like to play with um i had girl girl and boyfriends like I've I've always had more male friends. Not always. I've had patches where I've had more female friends, but like I don't know. I I tend to both, really both. I think it's quite balanced, but um yeah. There's sometimes where I I noticed I had more men male friends, but then in my 20s I corrected that because I was like I need to have female friends who I don't have sex with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's difficult. Um so hard yeah it's so hard right now I'm, i'm so good at that now i'm so good how how old what year were you born how old are you i'm 30 you're 30 oh you're young yeah okay. i'm just actually recently turned 30 happy and, birthday uh, thank you over well, just november too so it's like okay well, well i turned 37 more recently november okay. 17 so i feel so weird because like yesterday i was thinking about it uh that uh i have the how it calls Pimple? Pimple, yeah. I almost forget this word. As you're pointing to it, I'm like, I don't want to tell you that you've yeah. got a pimple. Yeah, I have a one. And actually, I'm, I'm, uh, that's why I know I don't want to turn my uh, face to the... Oh, we've got the right uh, camera angle for you. Yeah, this okay. is the one. It's I mean, I have another one, but it's at least it's uh, not that red. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, okay, so it's uh, very weird now because I'm 30, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm 30. So I'm going to this... I'm not 20 anymore. I'm getting older and... Uh, I'm like, okay, now I'm smarter. And, uh, but the, the <laughs> thing is that I'm old enough to get the lines, uh, the wrinkles, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'm young enough to still have pimples, you know? That's, totally. It's a, good, like, it's a good sign yeah. to still get pimples in your, yeah, in yeah, your yeah. 30s. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, it's a good sign. Okay. It's a great sign. My mom's in her 60s and she still gets pimples too. She's like, what the fuck? Like, oh, <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> Probably she has a young soul. She does, and she's also got like good, good genes and good, like good skin and stuff. So she's, although she thinks, yeah, I don't know. Oh, she thinks, oh my god. She, no, no, as in <laughs> like, she thinks she doesn't have good skin, but she, she does. Like she looks great for her age, and she's had no plastic surgery. Is plastic surgery popular in Russia, or is it's it horribly popular? It's horribly. Yeah, okay. I even have a joke, uh, one one joke about it while I left Russia because there are people with this silicone boobs and. This, and uh, the big mouth, yeah, lips. and uh, because you know, the thing is, it's very cheap in Russia. Uh, is it? Especially compared here, and also there is a lot of like uh, here nobody doing nails or stuff because it's very expensive and not so good. As I heard, I don't do it because I'm a juggler. It's I don't really... do it because why? Like, it's, yeah, it feels like another. Dis if my nails are like long and whatever, then I can't do things. Yeah, for me, it's, it's uh, like another another amount of time that I'm doing something for my body. That's like whenever I have to do something, like removing my my leg hair. I used to get really annoyed because I'm like, this is so boring and it's taking me time and I could be doing something that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and not that painful. And yeah, I don't really feel the pain anymore, but um, 
Okay, maybe. I've been epilating. Epilating? Have you? Yeah, yeah. I've been epilating since I was four, fifteen, sixteen. Oh wow! So I don't. I don't really feel. No, I also uh, do it already for a long time, yeah. but still, you know, sometimes. Uh, yeah, at first it's actually boring. It's, it's, it's just really, a bit it's boring. Really boring. So I like. I'll listen to a podcast now, or I'll like. I don't know. I also I, I get a bit meditative. I let my mind roll. So like you know when you clean the kitchen or the bathroom and like you you, you process ideas and things people have said to you during the week and you can just let everything pass through your brain and it's like it's like a it's like you're letting the water flow down the river yeah 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 this is this is actually i think i also have it and also when i clean something or do the shaving or whatever mm. i also listen to some podcasts or something yeah mostly interviews or we have one um history teacher mm-hmm. she's now retired but because she's like kind of I mean, she just left Russia, so that's why she's retired. <laughs> and uh, uh, she's doing a YouTube channel about history, and this is so cool because she's mm. so good. And there is, uh, since uh, everything is started, there is also many things about any wars that ever started and, mm-hmm. like, many historical topics, mm-hmm. uh, which is so interesting and cool. And there is a, not only, like, hard stuff. There is also, like, a, who first, uh, who created a sugar? Or okay. who first started to do makeup, or you know, yeah, or like uh, how Hollywood started in general, and this mm. is like a stuff also, not only like crazy things, but mm-hmm. I find like very interesting. Well, like how you write your jokes, where, where, mm-hmm. where you do it? Um, interesting, interesting question. I um, I just want to we'll get to. I just want to loop back around. So basically, like, um, do you feel? Did you feel any pressure? in Russia to do any kind of, well, you were still young, you're in your twenties, but like plastic surgery or anything like that, was there pressure or was it just like lots of people were doing it and it didn't affect you? Uh, I would say it's a pressure in a way that you have to look beautiful. The yeah. thing is that if you want to uh, meet a guy or yeah. a girl, doesn't, I mean, now it's not, but whatever, if you want to like, especially the guy, right? Mm-hmm. Because we anyway have this, uh, uh, patriarchal stuff, right? Yeah. Patriarchal? Um, pa- patriarchy or patriarchal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you understand. So, like, um, yeah. uh, the girl have to do everything that likes, the guy likes her, right? Yeah. So you have to be beautiful. That means that many Russian girls, and not only Russian, it's like this post-Soviet country thing. Yeah. Uh, even when they go to, like, throw out garbage or they go to the, I don't know, like, Kaufland, they will dress so good. Because in case of the situation, they have to look great. And Fuck. no, like uh, many girls don't go out without makeup. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm not talking like a lips or a little bit eyes. No, the fully one, you know, the this, this, if you ever saw the uh, Asian uh, way of makeup when they like doing millions of products, they just like put in, like they just beat themselves. Yeah, just like, just like layers on layers yeah, on layers. Yeah. And then it's a different face. <laughs> yeah so this like you have to be perfect otherwise nobody will likes you this is the thing so basically i always like uh can uh the the guys who likes me actually was okay for me mm-hmm. because they was progressive let's say yeah because they didn't like i'm also the same like you a little bit more uh boy boyly because mm-hmm. i have a brother mm-hmm. older brother yeah. and uh yeah i mean he's not he always want to um girl i mean he want uh, sister yeah. so he was happy that i'm existing yeah and uh 
but I was more like a, yeah, let's let's be like in the con- kindergarten. I also was with boys only. So for me, it was <laughs> difficult, you know, that I was I al- always was not with everyone. I was mm-hmm. not like I was ugly for everyone, for most mm-hmm. of the people, you know, mm-hmm, I was mm-hmm. you are ugly because sporty or jeans or yeah. like my own style. Yeah. Dress. OK, when it's uh, uh, if it's summer. Yeah, dress. OK. Mm-hmm. If I go to the theater, 100%, because it's like, you know, the rule. The theater, yeah. But mm-hmm. if I'm not comfortable, I don't want to wear it. Like, why should uh, I? Totally. But this is a, a Europe minds. It's not uh, Russia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, like, it took me a long time to decide. Like, in my 20s, I worked in a lot of uh, kind of like office spaces and uh, mm-hmm. or even like bars where I would wear high heels and I would like I would be dressed up all the time um and like yeah like i really cared about that stuff and it's fun like self-expression is important but it took me quite a while to get comfortable to go oh what gives me joy is being comfortable and expressing myself in a way that's comfortable (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. and not just like yeah um but um but yeah we can get to joke writing um, yes so how i write my it's interesting uh you ask because i feel like a lot of like on tour i had a lot of um people ask me that as well um and also like when yeah like open mics in uh, in different countries you meet the younger comedians and they're like so i want to know what's your like what's your strategy with joke writing so for me i do try and um like I, it's you know it changes a bit right but um like today i uh, I haven't read The Artist's Way, but do you know about The Artist's Way? No. Okay, so it's a it's a book that um, I haven't read it, so I'm. But basically, ah, Artist's Way of Stealing or something? No, no, it's just I think it's just called The Artist's Way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's hilarious. Okay. Russian migrants yeah. over here. <laughs> like of stealing? Of stealing? How, you, how you... Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> no, um, The Artist's Way. So I think it's a it's a book that kind of um, gives you strategies to connect with your uh, creativity and, um, and you know, work on your self-expression and, and, and yeah, being the artist you want to be. Um, but one of its main things that I know about is that it suggests um, every morning to write. You get up and first thing you do is you just write mm-hmm. and like write three pages and it doesn't matter what it is and like the idea is you don't have to read it again or anything but it's just like it kind of clears the path like mm-hmm. clears the, the 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 pipes yeah so that then other stuff can come out and um and i i do that sometimes i, I probably do it very irregularly but when i do it it's really good to sort of I do it when I need to unblock things, I think, and just let stuff pass through. But often it's more therapeutic than um, creatively productive. But mostly my writing process is I will open my, like I have multiple documents um, on like Google Drive and it's like joke ideas, jokes in progress. And then there's like the jokes that are like, that are solid. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, uh, and so I'll go through like joke ideas and jokes in progress and as I, like I will sit down and give myself like half an hour, an hour and go through jokes in progress and see if I can build anything. Um, and then I'll move any jokes and joke ideas that I've actually tried on stage. And if I think they're good, I'll move them to jokes in progress and try and edit them a little bit and look at other bits and see if I can extend or edit or punch them up. 
Um, but most, I'd say my most productive writing uh, happens before shows. So on mm-hmm. the way to shows, I will be looking, might look at my notes and it'll be like, oh, that's a tag. And oh, um, this thing happened and I'll start writing it and then I can try that on stage. Um, also, a lot of writing happens on stage. So I purposely give myself quite a bit of space uh, at my show, um, my Tuesday show, Backdoor Comedy. Mm-hmm. I only have um, three open mic spots in each half. And so that gives me, I only want to do 45 minute halves. Mm-hmm. I like that for the audience um, and for, the, for everybody really. Um, but that means I sort of get 15 minutes on top. And so in the, in the first half, I do a lot of crowd work. And then in between each comedian, I give myself space to be able to riff with crowd work and just see what happens. And often a story will come into my head or something that's been there, but I haven't talked about, or um, just like a topic comes up naturally. And it's like, I had funny shit to say about it. And so that'll be like, oh, so I'd say that's probably, I'd say like roughly 40%. Mm-hmm. of my writing um the other 40 percent is like ideas come to me and i write them down and then that'll be what i riff on stage with or i will have like full bits come to me like right before i go to sleep mm-hmm. i'm like ah gotta get my phone <laughs> and like fucking write it down or like in the shower it'll be like I've, I've had like full like set up punch set up punch set up punch like a full bit come to me in the shower and uh I get out of the shower and I write it down. Yeah, I totally understand you because the, my best jokes I write in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the time when I'm... Uh, I'm also doing the same like you when I go to the show, to the open mic. On my show, actually, I don't try anything because I'm just like hosting for two months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It ta- it's taken me a long time yeah. to feel comfortable using this space like that. But like, that's that's why I have these shows. It's like, this is also my creative space and I know it's good enough entertainment with, with my stuff and whatever the open mic spots that it's still worth 10 euro. Like, but it's taken me kind of years to get to the point where I'm comfortable being very experimental on my shows that I ask for money for. Yeah. Many people uh, tell me that as well, but every one of them has experience in hosting. So I don't really take it uh, like uh, but for me, I'm like, okay, now I'm walk- more comfortable to tell the jokes that every comedian already know, but I don't care because it's uh, my show, it's my comfort. It's yes. enough for me now to just talk with the people and this is already, I enjoy it. It's yeah. kind of stressful anyway, because uh, I'm like, oh my God, uh, what if I will be not funny or whatever. But, or what uh, if I say something and that it sounds offensive or it's like it, for me, crowd work, when I started hosting, it was like I really had to build trust in myself that I know that I'm not I'm not racist. I'm not against any religion. Like I know what my my ideas and like what my ideology and what I believe in. And I know that like like trusting that whatever comes out of my mouth is coming from a good place. Yeah, yeah, I totally understand you yeah. because, you know, everyone knows that Russia is very homophobic and racist. So I have to prove people that it's, yeah. it's not that, like this, you know, not every Russian is homophobic and racist. But also you chosen so. to live in Berlin. So I think most people would be like, look, she's clearly not. Yeah, yeah, She's yeah. not a bad Russian. Yeah. Like. <laughs> but anyway, you know, like I also don't want to uh, make anyone feel bad because mm-hmm. this is the idea like of my show. So I always tell everyone that like, it's going to be friendly, like. We yeah. try to be friendly. 
Yeah, and so when I go to the open mics, this is also sometimes on the way because you know you like okay now I'm already go there right so mm-hmm. I will try something new and look maybe I can try more. Mm-hmm. Not this, what I was thinking. Like, I have a few jokes which I already tried before, but still I want to keep saying it because I want to uh, ha- I want to have it already here without any, you know, looking yep. uh, for my own show, right? Yeah. And then, like, okay, maybe this one and maybe that one. And, um, yeah, but I, I don't really often do this two mics uh, a, a night now. Uh-huh. Because I, I can't make it. I'm, I have to practice for my circus every day. And the circus space is uh, uh, open from 7 to 9. Mm-hmm. So I can choose only one show and the second half, mm-hmm, usually. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I need to practice yeah. first. And then I can go only. So I'm like, okay, now I have to practice. But still, uh, the, yeah, the ideas are like, at first, I really love water in general. You love water. Yeah, I okay. love water. I like to. I like to do a shower. I can sometimes. I'm just feeling not good. I don't feel. I feel like I don't know. I'm. I'm. I'm stressed. I'm in stress, or I'm just in a not good mood. Yeah, and I just go to the shower. For me, when I I stopped drinking and I stopped taking drugs in 2020, and the big aha for me was, oh, when I'm not feeling good. Shit. When I'm not feeling good, the easiest way to change my mood is to have a shower. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like there's meditation, there's exercise, but actually a shower is the most efficient way to reset. Yeah. What is your zodiac sign? What's my zodiac sign? (laughs) (laughs) So I just want to tell everyone, before we started this recording, Marta told me that when she's nervous, she gets slutty. Yeah, that's true. I don't know, like, why I was nervous about this. Uh, What's your topic? first podcast? That's super cool. I'm really <laughs> it's my first podcast. So I'm nervous. You were like, Anna, this is my first. Um, <laughs> and you, like, opened your legs and did some, like, weird move. And you were like, so should I? What are the rules? <laughs> I was like, okay. Like, I blushed. I, like, I got embarrassed. <laughs> Yeah, That's so funny. Um, hold on. What did you, oh, Zodiac? Um, it sounds like we're both we're both Scorpios, no? Yeah, yeah. This is the thing yeah. because uh, no, but it's interesting because our uh, it's a water. It's we're a water thing. sign. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why because we're water sign. Maybe it helps in the water. Yeah, maybe. Sea, I love sea. Yeah, me too. But you're like, is there any like how far is it? Is it easy to go swimming in from Moscow? Like, did you grow up with? Swimming is mm. an option? No. no. I mean, we had no. some lake which was very dirty. Nice. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, but my mom was working at school uh-huh. and uh, because she was very good uh, teacher uh, and, you know, they don't really pay well in mm-hmm. school in Russia. But uh, she always got some... To the summer camp, she got some tickets for me. Ah, nice. So, like, every year since I was seven, I go to summer camp. It was not always uh, near sea, mm-hmm. but most of the time it was sea. Mm, nice. Okay, so you did grow up going to the sea. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, year. in the summer, yeah. Sometimes it was even twice, uh, two times during the summer I can go. Nice. The once it was so, like, in the, my mom was thinking it's good, and now I think maybe it was good. But I come back from a summer camp and, you know, this time we had no phones, nothing. Mm-hmm. I come back from summer camp and my mom said, and tomorrow you go to another one. <laughs> and I was like, I was crying like a crazy because I was nine. 
Yeah, okay, that's quite And I already was miss my my brother, you know, mm-hmm. my mom. I mean, in general, I was miss home, but my mom want to do it because they did, um, like, at, at home, it was a lot of, uh, they change everything, you know, they change walls, they change um, kitchen, they change mm-hmm, toilet mm-hmm. and everything. And she want me to be out of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that's why, because she was like, I need summer to finish that and better if I'm not there for six weeks, like... <laughs> Sorry, the home renovation is more important than spending summer with you, dear. So uh, off you pop. Uh, and yeah. Wow, that's interesting. I mean, okay. now I understand that like she was thinking that it's going to be good for me that I will spend another three weeks. Uh, it's in, a little extreme. Tea. It's a bit extreme though. Yeah. Yeah, But for me, I was thinking that I'm finally back home. I can sleep in my own room yeah. without nine other people because that's hard rock russian summer camp yeah i bet you know 10 people in one room it's normal and uh i was like oh my god i have my own room i can do it and no sorry you go and i was like i don't care like i cannot have a shower for three weeks i don't care and i was like no you go yeah fuck okay so like nice that mom was improving the home but hard to yeah but then you got to swim okay i um like you mentioned daddy issues before that does sound like mommy issues <laughs> <laughs> yeah a little bit a maybe little bit, a little bit. Was, you, was, was your dad around as well or was he always somewhere else no no he's he was there too he was there he was uh, like a neighbor okay in our family <laughs> 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 he was uh, like a neighbor he was i remember him when i was a kid mm-hmm. um, i have a joke that we never really communicate till i'm 14 and it's true because he wasn't interesting uh, in me because I had no thoughts yet. Uh-huh. That, uh, he he liked to talk, you know. He's also a linguist. Uh-huh. He speaks a lot of languages. Uh, he broke his hip and he learned Chinese. Okay. For fun. That sounds like something I would do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he's <laughs> no. like, what should I do? Like you know, like I'm like, just. I'm excited for the next time I get a big injury because then like <laughs> I'm not gonna learn a language, but I'm looking forward to watching all of The Sopranos. You know, like that's my plan. Like uh, I'm I'm looking forward to injuries in the future or just like sicknesses, so that then I can do the things that I haven't had time yeah. to I do. Yeah. I mean, you had 2020. Uh, yeah. You? Well, I was so productive in 2020. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was insane. But I grew up around water. Like we would go like. Melbourne is on the water. New Zealand is like, there's lots of water, but like we would also go to like a holiday home every, like most holidays and be like right on the beach. And so I grew up with water for sure. But, um, and so yeah, it's funny in Berlin, like it's so far from water, like there's lakes. Okay. But like, it's, it's very different having the ocean. So yeah. yeah. But, um, but that's interesting that you're also the shower. Like I, and me articulating that, like, yeah, I need to get back into just having, Long, not long shower. Also, growing up in Australia, you're not allowed to have long showers because we had a drought. Like we had no rain for like like bad rain for like ten years, so we had no water, and so um, we could only have three minute showers. Oh, this is only the thing we had in Russia because uh, you like the hot water mm-hmm. and in general very warm house all mm-hmm. the time. You, it's um, because it's like a central thing that makes it, and you cannot control it. Yeah, it's a government control. Yeah, uh, <laughs> 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 government control everything. Yeah. And uh, yes, yeah, so I, I used to have a long shower, mm-hmm. and also when I was a kid, I I love to until now also like to read books and everything. And I, I, I like to read it again and again and again. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was reading book in the shower. Huh. Yeah, because the thing is that I also read it in a toilet. Um, I mean, everywhere. And uh, 
because it's very interesting. You don't want to stop, but your mom tell you that you have to go to the shower and then you go to sleep. Yeah. And you're like, but this is so interesting story. How can I like stop reading? And the shower for me was very uh, boring when I was uh-huh. a kid. I remember trying to, I remember trying to learn things in the shower. Like I would create little like uh, pieces of paper that I'd stick on the outside of the shower and that I could read. I was like, just had my book in one uh, arm like this. And then I was shower another uh, arm, so it was uh, super nice. I used to have it, it's okay. That's and it was uh, long and warm and nobody cared because uh, you still pay one uh, little money for this and that's it. And I think like we paid, so we, ha- we was four people, mm-hmm. uh, three rooms apartment. Uh, and I think electricity and uh, the gas and everything and water cost us something like 100 a month. Okay, that's nice. Yeah, and this is our apartment, so that's that's it. pretty good. At the moment, I pay like forty a month, and I'm one person. But maybe it'd be less if I shared. I don't know. I yeah, but it's like four people who always yeah, take that's, shower, that's, like me. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. That's impressive. <laughs> that's cheap. Yeah. That's it's really cheap. cheap. Yeah, and uh, but the one thing we have, uh, uh, and it's I think it's even now like before I think it was even more cheap because really? prices was much oh, much yes. down. And uh, I think like. Um, you don't know that, but we have uh, two weeks shut down hot water. Two weeks. Two weeks for, for a year. In May or June, okay. they shut down you like a district, you know, uh, because they, I don't know what they do. They said like, we clean pipes, mm-hmm. but I don't know. And two weeks you have to use cold water, cold or water, or yeah. you make it uh, hot. And yes. I've had that a few times in Berlin, actually, where it's just like problem. And other people as well have problems with the water. And then it's like. I had two weeks uh, last year, no fucking hot water, but that was the start of winter. Oh, that's that's that bad. was fucking hard, man. That was so horrible. But we should wrap up. Um, let's. Um, where can people find you? Where Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at first. I have a website. <gasps> well done. Yeah, martapalay.com. Mm-hmm, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you can see there how good am I there as a juggler. Mm-hmm. But also, you can find me on Instagram, Marta Juggler. Mm-hmm. It's all about juggling. And also curly comedy? Is, is yeah. That- <laughs> totally forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and please come to my shows. Follow yeah. me on Instagram. It calls Curly Comedy Berlin because I'm curly and doing comedy. So that's why. Yes, we are doing shows on Wednesday and Saturdays. You know, now I'm going to promotion. <laughs> also slutty, you know, I'm a little bit <laughs> nervous now. So all my promotion is slutty, but please follow me on Instagram. as a Curly Comedy Berlin and Comedy Juggler. And uh, book me for your events and just whatever. I'm a little bit weird now, but I that's hope great. it will work. See you next time. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, <laughs> Um, guys, yeah, that's been Adults Only Comedy Berlin. Check out Marta. Check out me. Um, I probably will release this episode tomorrow. So um, still in time for my solo show. If you're in Berlin, this is my last solo for the year. I probably won't be doing it again until maybe late January or February. So come through Mischlivska at 8 p.m. It starts at 8 p.m. So 7.30 and it runs just 8 till, 8 till 9. This Friday, the 8th of December at Mishlivska. Check me out on annabarros.com. Look at us big girls with our websites. And and thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Amazing.